15 years, all right? And before I started, I was very, very shy. Um, so getting up on that stage for the first time wasn't the easiest thing for me to do, but it was a moment when I just made a decision that I was just tired of just basically writing to myself, and I wanted other people to hear what I had to say. So I have had quite an experience with being on stage and uh, hosting open mic nights where I invite other poets to come and perform and then from there go to, you know, striving to teach people how to perform on stage and being asked to perform at various events. I've been asked to perform at baby showers, um, 50th birthday parties, um, weddings, so it's been like a real blessed journey um, for someone who's come from a very shy position. Ever since I was little, I was always up underneath my parents. I didn't want to be around people. I was just very, very shy. And my father, being a performer, whenever he would ask me to be on stage or, you know, if I wanted to sing a song with the group, he um, would get upset because he knows that I'm shy and he's like, ah, come on, there's no reason to be shy, you know? Well, anyway, it, it didn't stop him. I was on stage probably earlier than nine years old and we've always been in front of the camera, the family. Um, my father's been a performer since he was 17 years old. He eventually um, uh, put together a group called the Valentinos and they've been rocking for years. Uh, doo-wop group in New York. So I'm not foreign to the stage, but I didn't like being the center of attention when I was really, really little. So I got to a point with my writing, I had been writing since I was 12, I got to a point where I was like, I wanna say this out loud, you know? And I told myself, I didn't care if I fainted, I didn't care who saw me shake, It was, I just had to get this poem out. And I remember the first poem was, what is this world coming to? Um, I do apologize, I don't remember it, but it was the very first poem that I did at an open mic in Phoenix, Arizona. Fast forward, um, for the past probably year, year and a half, I have been playing with the idea of doing more public speaking versus performing. Because I realized I have a story to tell. I realized that I have things that I wanna share with other people in hopes that it helps them on their journey. And I have just always had this thing about public speaking because you know, ever since I started working when I was like 16 years old, I was let go of jobs because of my accent. I was born and raised in New York, the Bronx. Um, so my accent can get pretty strong at times. It was more strong when I first moved to Phoenix, but I was let go from a, um, a telephone job because of my accent. I was let go from a waitressing job because I speak with my hands. And this was all when I was young, naive. I didn't know any better. I'd probably be rich by now, you know, because these people let me go for the reasons they let me go. But I realized that these are things that I can't do anything about. I was born and raised in New York. This is me, this is a part of me. So when I was let go from my telephone job, I went home crying, but I ended up telling myself, I'm gonna be a professional phone person. And I've been doing customer service for years, ever since. And I've always been professional talking to people on the phone. I have learned how to slow myself down a little bit because I can be hard to understand at times when I'm like just going at it. Um, 
and my hands help me channel. So that's how I communicate. That's how I talk. That's my body language. And if I don't use my hands, I feel like I'm like, I'm not stable, you know? So when I'm on stage performing my work, I don't use paper. I memorize my piece and I go on stage and I perform it. And it's better for me because I'm able to move around and really engage with the audience. And I'm nervous, but you can't see it because I'm channeling through my hands and there's no paper shaking. So the audience doesn't even realize it, which probably explains why a lot of people who know me and have known me throughout the years, they would say to me, oh, come on, Divine, you do this every day. What are you talking about, you nervous? You do this all the time. Yes, um, I do. I also do it very well in a way that you don't even know I'm nervous. But I am sweating, I can't feel my legs, I didn't eat before I got on stage. You know, there's a whole ritual I go through in order for me to get in front of an audience because I think I still have that little girl shyness in me that I push through every time somebody asks me to perform. People don't see it, they don't realize it. It's hard to believe uh, with a lot of people who know me and who have seen me grown, uh, grow. So, um, but this idea that I was um, playing with um, as far as public speaking is concerned, it was kind of weird because it was at a time where I also felt like I didn't want to do poetry anymore. I didn't want to perform anymore. Um, I wanted to, to kind of like grow and do something different, you know, or incorporate my poetry in another way. So I've done some acting, you know, I've performed um, in two uh, independent films. No, that's a lie. I've performed in three independent films. Um, and I've done plays. So again, I'm not far into the stage, right? So you would think it would be nothing. But for those who do public speaking and who have went to classes and, you know, or even teach public speaking, you know that it's a different arena than performing poetry. Like, I go through an entire ritual just to memorize my piece and be able to perform it on stage in a way that's somewhat entertaining, but not really. Ah, it's hard to explain for me. But when I started thinking about public speaking, I, I found it to be on time because it was, it did come to me at a time where I just did not find my heart in my poetry anymore or, or writing it and performing it. And um, it was making me a little bit nervous because that's a part of me. You know, that's when I was little, just to give you some background, when I was little, I used to write a lot. I used to write notes right to my father in the morning I would be asleep he'd be leaving for work I would write him notes um when my mother and father separated I would go back to New York and live with my father he's not the easiest person to talk to and share your feelings with so I used to write it on paper and give it to him so I used to write a lot you know I used to express my feelings a lot on paper and so writing poetry, uh, you know, wasn't... See, when I started writing my poetry, I didn't call it poetry. I, it was just me just getting some stuff out, you know what I mean? So with all that being said, um, when I thought about the public speaking, it was like public speaking. Like, what are you talking about? I write on paper. I don't, I don't public speak, you know? And so that's what I mean by I played with the idea because it would come, it would go. I would 
think about it. I might invest a little bit in some equipment or whatever, or whatever. And then I'm like, nah, public speaking, I'm not going up there. And then I got put on to the TED Talks, and I'm watching these people speak to an audience flawlessly. Now, granted, I'm sure they've practiced. I'm sure they timed it and the whole nine. They have their notes. They know what they're going to talk about. So when you're doing a TED Talk, you're not up there just rambling. You, you have a point. You make your points and you get off stage. But it was very motivating to me because I felt like I could do that. I could do that. So what do I have to do? I have to practice. I have to have notes. I have to, you know, make a point. I have to have a story. I could do that. And then I would let it go. Well... Lately, it's been weighing really heavy on me to start my public speaking, right? So the week of May 11th, 2020, this year, I received a text message from one of my client's um, wives. And, she, and one of my client's wives, his, my client, his wife texted me and asked if I would be the commencement speaker for her daughter and her best friend's little graduation gathering they were going to have. And I was like, what? Like, she didn't even ask me. She knows I do poetry. She didn't ask me for poetry. She asked me for a speech. And then I was like, oh, my God, this is the first time I'm doing something like this. I feel honored, but I'm also scared. I'm nervous. I don't even know what to talk about. I don't even know how to put this something like this together. So she was like, well, you don't have to do a speech. You can do poetry. But then I was like, you know, aside from how I'm feeling, this is an open opportunity for me to get my feet wet. So in my mind, we're doing this at the house. There might be about five people and I'm just gonna sit down on the couch and I'm just gonna say what I have to say, right? Well, I wrote my speech probably, no, let me, let me tell you the truth. I wrote the speech during my break, my 15 minute break. I wrote my speech during that time and the graduation was that night. So I wrote it that day. But understand that, you know, people, when they heard it, they were really, they liked it, right? And I'm thinking to myself, oh my God, do you know what I went through to write this? <laughs> I went through, ever since she texted me the invitation, I went through so many emotional, mental ups and downs about it that when it was time to write, um, you know, I always give it to the creator. No matter how much I struggle with, which I'm totally working on, no matter how much I go through emotionally and mentally, that's all my doing. But if I would just call on the creator to give it to me, it's flawless, you know, it's, it's effortless, you know? And this is how I always work. I always call on the creator to give it to me. I never reach for my words on my own because I know that I'm a channel, I know I'm a vessel. Now my poetry does express my real life experiences, it doesn't go into a whole lot of detail, kind of paints you a picture, hopefully. Um, but it's, it's um, you know, that's, that's poetry though, that's not speech writing, right? So I thought it was different. I thought it was different. I thought that I had to like do other things in order to get the speech written I just knew it had to get done, and I didn't want to disappoint anyone. I wanted to come correct, you know? So, 
understand this is my first time doing this I don't know how it's gonna come out I don't know what I'm writing about but I know that I had it in the forefront of my mind to write an inspirational something for these young women going to college all right so after work I go home I get dressed and I start heading out to the event I look up the address because I've only been to my client's house once I look up the address for the GPS and I noticed that it's at a different event, like a place. And I'm like, hold up, I thought we were doing this in the house, but she never said that. So now I'm getting even more nervous because I'm realizing that we're doing this at an event space. That means there's gonna be more people than just family. I'm like, oh my God, right? So we get there. I thought I was gonna be safe having the paper because I didn't have time, like I didn't take the time to practice my speech you know, to get comfortable with it like I do with my poetry. Because one, the invitation was like five days before the event and I don't write that way. I need like time to get a piece together because that's just me. But then like I was just saying just not too long ago that if you just give it up, the universe will give it to you. So I get to the event, come to find out there's like 20 people there. And, and it wasn't just the daughter and the best friend. It was the daughter, the best friend, another friend, another friend, her mom, her dad, his dad, like everybody's everybody was there. So I was really proud of my speech, but then I was like, oh, but I didn't memorize it. Now people are gonna see the paper shake. Like I went back to the very first day when I started reciting my poetry. And that's, that night, I knew for myself that I was stepping in, that I was basically shedding skin. I was going into a new something because I felt like it was the first time. I felt like a virgin. I felt like it was my first, like I had never been on stage before, like I had never recited in front of, I really felt like I didn't have any background to me. I felt like it was my first time, and it was. And, this, and the same way that I felt when I first wrote my poem, like when I first performed my poem, that day in that cafe, the same feelings I got that day, that evening, excuse me, that I recited the poem, the, the speech, lets me know that I can do this too. And I'm gonna, and it's like, it's gonna get done the way you get it done. You know what I'm saying? So to see that, okay, it didn't feel good to make the decision, but look what came out of it. You know what I mean? Look what would have, look what happened and look what probably would not have happened if you hadn't made the decision. So I made the decision to accept the invitation even though I had never done it before. Um, I'm coming into it as a poet, but I'm not doing any poetry. And she asked me, um, and you could do a poem. And I was like, no, I kind of want to come out of this like the person who did the speech. I don't want to come in, I don't want to come out of that as a poet. I want to come, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just, again, I just feel like I'm shedding skin. I feel like I'm going into a new part of me. Um, my poetry's not going anywhere. But this is something I've never done before and it's time to do something different. So before we end tonight, I wanna share the speech with you that I wrote for my girls. Oh, and then before I end this, um, when I told her, when she, okay, so she sends me the invitation, right? The, the program. And I look at the program and I notice that 
I'm not only reciting for the daughter and the best friend, and not only are they girls, but then there's a boy, you know? And I'm like, yo, I'm like, I wrote this speech for, for the girls. And she's like, well, you know, she says something. And then I said, I'm not gonna edit it. I thought about it. I was like, maybe I should take some stuff out. Maybe I should. Then I looked at it and I said, you know what? I said, I'm not gonna change it. I'm not gonna edit it. I'm not gonna play with the word. I'm not gonna do anything to it. I'm just gonna recite what I wrote. Because really, it's good for him to hear it too, but there's a lot of stuff in there that he can take out for himself. So when it comes to stepping out of your comfort zone, do it already knowing that at first it's not gonna feel good, but eventually it will play itself out. Like eventually, like it'll be fine. You know, like do it knowing all is good. You know what I'm saying? So here's the speech. First of all, thank you for inviting me on this journey with you. I have no daughters. So when I get an opportunity to share my wisdom with young women, I feel honored and blessed. You are no one to play with and should always be held in high regard. From birth, you've been molded to be great. And now it looks like the baton has been passed on for you to continue to make the right moves. This doesn't mean you won't make mistakes. I know firsthand, that's how you learn. The beauty of a mistake is the ability to not repeat it. Time is always on your side. Use your time wisely. Remember that you will not get back time lost or spent in idle. Remember that your time is precious and no one has a right to it unless you see otherwise. Be a woman that moves on purpose, a thinker. You are a creator, a woman that creates a way and doesn't wait for anyone else to create it for her. You will find at times that you are having to reinvent yourself and that's okay. Because like water, you gotta stay flexible to the times and not allow the times to dictate who you are and always will be. If you stay awake and aware of what your spirit is telling you, you will never be led astray. Understand that you are living a very unique lifestyle. Pretty cool to know that you're the only one rocking your path. Therefore, no matter who else you may see, no matter who may be in your ear, at the end of the day, you are responsible for shining your light. I applaud you for your achievements thus far, and I hope that you feel blessed to have such an awesome support system, because there may be times when you might feel alone and even afraid that you may not have what you need to push through. But I want to remind you that when you came into this world, you were equipped and prepared to withstand anything that may seem unbearable. You are a game changer. And every time a young girl is in position to make moves, like learning something new or finding a hidden talent, she gives permission for another young lady to do the same. You are everything special. And today, I just wanted to remind you of that. Wow, you are a high school graduate and soon to be college student. You created this shift. So whatever is going on inside of you is necessary and part of the plan. It is so awesome to know that your world is constructed by you. It should feel empowering to know that just being your natural self caused so much good stuff to happen to you. When you give your best, you get the best. Real talk. Thank you for showing me what greatness looks like. Because no matter how old or young you are, that magic you carry is always with you. Congratulations.